0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. Today we're going to talk about the things that we're missing the most and missing the least about Villa Park on a match day. James Rushton, how are you my friend? Are you okay?
1: All good. I think I'm going to make my way through uh, the whole entire as the shelf of uh, instant noodles. So I've, t- <laughs> tasted, I've tasted the world
0: everyone knows there's no new football to talk about so a lot of our content at the moment is very much Mm. here's the best of this and here's the worst of this and here's another list of things so everything's a little bit random at the moment but we appreciate everyone who's sticking with us we're obviously trying things out and, and kind of experimenting as we go I put a tweet out saying what is it that we're all missing the most and least out of match so I'm I'm curious cuz we're without football now for what is it just just under a month is it as much as we're doing this job and I would kill for a new Aston Villa game to talk about and and write about for you what 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 are the little things that you that you're missing the most and least have you had to think about this before we started recording or are you just going to wing yourself through this episode <laughs> uh,
1: so it's just the routine and the the ritual of going down like having yeah. You know, kind of cup of tea at twelve o'clock and uh, getting ready to meet my dad. And I haven't been able to go down since I started driving, which is something really I was really looking forward to. Kind of, I know not like just getting that my dad's old parking space and like taking him down, like returning that favour. Yeah, it's kind of that. The Chelsea game is going to be the first one, so honestly I, i'm pretty gutted about not having to assume that new role in kind of the family match day thing because i go with my two brothers
0: yeah i was gonna and, say what uh, is your usual match day routine is it a family thing or is it a, a friends in the yeah, pub
1: well most match days it'll just be i go to my dad's and we head down if it's a big match he's already been in the pub like three or four hours so i've got <laughs> to go and kind of like take him and then kind of get him to villa park without an uber because he'll get my uber rating down we'll park nearby we'll walk over And I watch the match, and sometimes I meet my friend Stevie uh, in town, and we'll walk from town to Villa Park, which is always like kind of an experience. It's just a fun, just kind of
0: chatting about. You walk from town to Villa Park, how long does that take?
1: It's like... Twenty-five minutes. It's, it's wow. that long.
0: Okay, I'd have thought it'd be more than um, that. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> it's like just all those little things. It's like now, and of course, I, like if it wasn't that football, I'd be with my girlfriend. But that is that is impossible right now. I so I think you kind of get hit worse by the fact that you're not able to do much without football because yeah. there is not much else to do there is no element of free will in this situation and you're kind of limited what rightly you're limited with what you can do, which is, I think it's a tough situation for some to take. Um, but no, we're here. I guess we, we have to deal with it now.
0: I tweeted uh, this morning that there were a couple of photos from Wembley that, 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 that the, uh, the Villa's trip to Wembley was this month. It was still March. It was thirty days ago. I can't like, believe that. Like I've looked at like the last two weeks of working from home, and last week in in hindsight flew by. I thought like I thought, oh my god, like that was a week of work done. Like that went really quick. Today we're only on Tuesday, and I'm kind of like, oh my god, this week is. I can feel like it's going to drag on. Whereas when I think back to Wembley, and that was only thirty days ago, that feel to me that feels like three or four months ago. I can't be the only one that feels like that.
1: It is taken for granted because you think it really is there's a situation that exists and it's a morbid situation but you think that might be some people's last experience of Aston Villa or their certain experience of Aston Villa with a a relative and I think about that and you think like if it was you the last Villa game you went to was it Tottenham the last home Villa match Was was it Spurs I
0: think so yeah Actually, no, that, no I didn't go to Sp- uh, I didn't go to Spurs cuz I was ill. I had the oh, flu you, you that went, week. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I watched that on, from on TV.
1: That's the last Villa game you may, may be able to go to. Um, in some situations like genuinely forever or some situations for a very long time and I think when you when you think of that that it, it, the reality hits you of the situation yeah, it and you does. think you, you didn't appreciate that. What it really brings into perspective is how important every match at Villa Park is, because you really don't know if that will be the last one, like, and going forward, if I am blessed to have the opportunity to watch Aston Villa lose again at Villa (laughs) Park, I would like to think that I'm in a position not just to analyse the match in a different way, but to appreciate it, you know what I mean? Even appreciate the bad moments, which is annoying, because you know, you don't want to look at losses, you don't want to think about Villa losing games, but it takes on a whole new meaning now. The
0: last home game I went to, if I've worked it out right, is the semi-final against Leicester. That can't be right, surely. So you've got the last Premier League home game was the Watford last-minute winner in, on the Tuesday. Then you've got Ooh. the following Tuesday, was v- Villa versus Leicester at home. Then you've got February. So 1st of February was Bournemouth away. Then it was Tottenham at home where I was ill. Southampton away. Uh, then Wembley. And then Leicester away. So, the, yeah, the last, uh, the last games I've been to were Wembley. And the uh, uh, League Cup games are the last games I've been to. Oh, my God, that's so strange.
1: But that, that's good, isn't it? Like, you think of your last fill of experience this season, potentially. And you think of how good it is. Like, how genuinely good those experiences were. I yeah,
0: think. they were, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, I'll always look back on fondness of that week of going to Watford away uh, Watford away going to Watford on the Tuesday then the following Tuesday and two last minute winners in a row then coming onto the podcast to talk about it and being like on cloud nine for a full week of, of, of great Villa things going on. I can't believe that's the last home game I've been to. That was the 28th of January. We're now on the 31st of March. That was two months ago. With the with the current situation that's going on you look back on the little kind of moments that have, that have passed over the last I don't know. Months, weeks, years of football. Mm. And you, you know, you, I think we've talked about this before. You get frustrated over referee decisions and team lineups and comments in the press and whatever else it is. And it annoys you at the time. Whereas you can look back on these things now and just think, there's just, I, I wonder whether we'll. Re- when things resume back to normal, whenever that is, whether people will have changed and whether people will appreciate the little things more or whether it'll be, you know, we'll give it a couple of weeks going, oh my God, yes, we're back up at the park, we're back going to the pubs and then it'll all return to back how it was and we'll, we will moan about the little things. Um, yeah. I wonder how society will have potentially changed when things return back to normal, if, if things do. I, th- I suppose, again, we, because it's such a difficult situation, returning back to normal might not be the normal that we're used to. It might be a new version of normal, if that makes sense, that things could be forever different now to bring it back to the original topic because I,
1: yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> we have utterly not speaking <laughs> about it. I know,
0: yeah it's a cop out answer as to say that I miss everything but I saw a tweet that's just yeah. said that I miss everything about Villa um, like you said the kind of routine of getting up or waking up on a match day and thinking oh yes today might be the day that we go out and win a game <laughs> like that feeling of, of knowing that you're, the day ahead is going to be all about Aston Villa that you're going to leave the house at a set time you're going to drive down you're going to park in the same place you're going to get a burger from the same place you're going to go. Yeah. with your family you're going to speak to people on the phone about the game afterwards you're going to do a podcast the next day about the game like the whole routine of Aston Villa is what I miss it's a very easy answer to sit here and say oh yeah I miss everything rather than finding a specific answer but that's what it feels like like, I, like it's not about so much the football that I'm missing because even though we're rubbish anyway like I've, somebody said a tweet that I'm missing yeah. I'm missing watching some of the players play you know I'm missing watching John McGinn I'm missing watching Grealish, Mings these people it's, I don't, I've not really thought about it like that it's almost the things around the match that i've missed the most yeah. the, the kind of general routine of it all and looking ahead and thinking right well saturday i'm gonna be doing this we play so and so next tuesday and kind of having to plan your life around football don't have that anymore and that's weird now there's a, there's a part of my routine that's disappeared
1: you know that years down the line i'm gonna be at a stage where it's hopefully my dad and my brothers uh you know if i have a child it's it's them um and my girlfriend yeah uh, in the future and we all we all go and it's like a family experience and that is just that is football. It's like football isn't actually football. It's like just that that ritual. You it's know, a social activity,
0: isn't it? Because as much as we're both sat here saying it's a family thing, for some people it will be uh, go and meet your mates and have a drink and, and, yeah. and get, get drunk at the pub kind of thing. They, that's not what it is for me personally yeah, for, because I've been brought up going with my dad and my granddad, and for me, for us, we go as a family. So it's different for everybody. But because we've, you know. Aston Villa play 90 minutes of football every every other week at, at Villa Park. We've all got our own little routines around that and that's what we're all missing the most, I think. It's less about the football and, yeah. the, and, and the football club specifically. Obviously, we're, we're all missing Aston Villa, but it's the things that we do on a match day that I think we're all missing the most.
1: We go through that ritual and it happens everywhere. It happens at, you know, over the city, at the, the other place, and it happens up at Ellen Road. It happens at Anfield. It happens everywhere, non-league. And I think we are all so keyed in on seeming like each club is different when at the heart of it it the name didn't matter the badge didn't matter the colors didn't matter it's like to there and you and your family and your friends have attached yourselves to it in such a you know a unique way
0: is there anything that you that you don't miss about about uh, there being no football at the moment. I think the most common answer was that they don't miss losing every week.
1: <laughs> the way a loss makes you feel, it's like a death of an opportunity. It's like you, you you feel so bad, not because you've lost, but because there is no longer an opportunity to kind of draw or get a point yeah. or three points. That opportunity is like dead and buried. It's, it's just, I feel that the despair, you know, when the sinking feeling, when there's a packed out away crowd and they have been singing all game. And they score a last minute winner, and that section explodes. I don't miss that feeling. I mean, they will. They will miss that <laughs> yeah. feeling. Personally, I don't miss that feeling because you just sit like. I try and stand up whenever I can. The feeling of that, like slumping back into the chair, and just <laughs> the despair. And it's like it's an unreasonable despair. It's just you're choosing to be so gutted about yeah. that. Like, it's only a goal, but I think the juxtaposition of how you fit, how they feel, and how you feel is just. I don't miss that because you're unable to kind of challenge it in your head. Yeah, like you, you, it's unreasonable to feel so bad about something like that.
0: I think if I had to think um, of something that I miss the least, it'd be very easy to say losing games or you know watching rubbish footballers or whatever it is. I think I miss the least the kind of how can I explain it? The hangover of a defeat rather than the in the moment, if that makes sense. Obviously, once you yeah. lose a game in the last minute or you lose a game generally, right there and then in the stadium is annoying and you feel horrible about it. But it's, I think maybe it's part of it is being in this industry as well, but it's the hangover of a defeat that we have to talk about it for the next couple of days or we have to scroll through Twitter on an evening and see yeah. the meltdown of people losing their minds over a defeat and people arguing with each other and people you know going off at each other. I don't miss any of that. I don't miss that that tension of a defeat that we kind of have to we have to live with it for 3 or 4 days before you can play another game. I don't miss that at all because I don't need that in my life especially now when you kind of look back on it with the situation that we're in now all of that is so unnecessary that you lose a game and we have to kind of feel sad about it and argue with other fans for two or three days before we all get it out of our system why do we do that when football resumes if we lose a game can we all just go oh yeah that was annoying but I'm not going to let it ruin the rest of my day or I'm not going to let it ruin the rest of my weekend because there's no point like it's football like it doesn't really matter I like Mm. to think that maybe that will there'll be a change in attitude in people when things return to how things used to be that we will take things for granted more but that we won't be so kind of negative or or nasty to each other or to players or to managers that you know the the vitriol that comes with the the anger and negativity in a stadium towards a player or towards a manager like is that really necessary anymore is you know we all realize that there's a lot more things important to worry about now that maybe it's a reality check for people that we won't kind of lose our heads so much when Villa lose a game that's what I don't miss.
1: It's not just a, a, an event that happens in a, a millise- uh, you know, microsecond or over a day. It's like if a win, people are going on it for days, like days. If people Villa yeah. lose, people are going on about it for weeks. And uh, you know, there's a lot of personal victual that comes out with that. Like you are suddenly judging the character of the, the man who is your head coach or your manager, and that goes yeah. for every club. And you're suddenly judging the character of the players. Like it almost makes you feel bad about the podcast we did naming Villa's worst player. And I mean, <laughs> it is a bit of fun. Like nah, I don't fun, feel
0: bad. But
1: <laughs> I'd like to think that Julian Lescott doesn't go to sleep thinking, like, in the, with all that's happening, with him going to sleep thinking Dan Rollinson said he <laughs> hates me, like, and like, like stuff like that. You won't say that. Don't worry about so, it. <laughs> I'm glad you said it though, because not not that you hate Julian Lescott. I'm glad that you, you brought up what you just brought up because I remember the atmosphere at kind of the last uh, Villa game before they went down against Newcastle, and like how mm. joyous it was just to. just appreciate kind of the bang averageness or the the atrocity unfolding before you and how impotent Villa were but to be able to have fun in that situation or be able to mock it not mock it or make the players feel bad but almost just enjoy yourself separately to the on-pitch occasion yeah I miss a lot about Villa miss it so much
0: obviously I've been missing Villa over the last couple of weeks anyway, but now we've actually sat down to talk about it. There's so much more than I first realised that I miss about it, and it's quite sad, really. Like a lot of these podcast episodes at the moment, like we're trying to keep going to, to bring people a bit of entertainment and bring something a bit light-hearted. The last episode, we sat talking about the players that we hate the most, and today we've talked about, oh, yeah, we really miss Villa, and now I'm all down about it. Like We need to think of a topic that is... Positive and upbeat and happy for the next episode, I think, so we can have a bit of a, a laugh and a smile on the podcast. I've enjoyed myself, but now I'm sitting thinking about it, I am thinking, oh yeah, I really do miss that club now, and it's it's difficult, it's weird, but we're all in it together, aren't we? So I, I imagine the people listening or watching can can relate to uh, the things that we've missed the most and, and missed the least about Villa.
1: And um, you know, I hope that this is just not a negative experience, and I feel like there's a lot of positives to take. There is a whole lot of positives to, the, to take, and that's. Just mainly appreciating the football experience yeah. and the, the absolute carnival it is—the absolute carnival of the rubbish that comes out the airwaves, uh, all sorts. I think there's a lot to that we we kind of miss um, because now you're looking at it, you're reading when is football back? When is football back? You're reading or you know you're hearing all sorts coming coming and out your ears. Um, you do miss the actual occasion it's all about. And I feel like maybe we shouldn't rush to bring it back, but if we do bring it back, there is uh, a big reason why it can be in a better place for us all.
0: Yeah, I think the the kind of main takeaway is that we all, you know, we're all missing the same things and that maybe, you know, when things do come back to normal, whenever that is, that we will kind of, slow down in life a little bit to stop and appreciate things a little bit more probably won't change and we probably still will moan about the same things but maybe we'll stop and think is this really that important before we write a tweet before we jump on a podcast to moan about a, a VAR decision maybe we'll just think oh you know what it isn't worth it let's look at the positives instead of looking at the negatives instead so when we set foot back in South Villa Park for the first time after all this is over I think we'll all stop and and look around and appreciate it more so than ever before so that's the main takeaway I think that let's just uh, look forward to getting back and and appreciate it more so than ever
1: I think one last thing I'm missing Dan it's such a simple thing but like just the the brick the brickwork almost it's like the the, the design the stadium and you know how it looks like it's just been there forever like since before Time began, and almost when you sit, when you're standing in your seat or sitting in your seat, standing by your seat, not standing on the seat, unless you're like a child and you need to stand on the seat. Like the way the sun kind of hits the stadium and it just carves up the pitch, and it looks like it's a little loads of little separate pitches, and everyone's playing in their own little bit. Because I I feel like that is just Saturday afternoon, kind of summed up. The sun is, you know, hanging in the sky, it's starting to set, but there's so much going on right there.
0: I've obviously had a lot of tweets sent to me about this and a few of them have been on screen during the episode but if you're watching this for the first time on YouTube or on the podcast feed or whatever get back in touch with us, send us send us some more messages, I like, I like to see what else people are missing about Villa Park and what they're missing the least because some of the answers to what people are missing the least are quite funny. Get down involved in the comment sections I'm trying to make this and we're, we're all trying us all all of us here, we're all trying to make it a bit more of a community so you know, we're all trying to reply to people a little bit more so if you do leave a comment uh, I'll try my best to get back to you at some point and we'll try and have a little chat about villa you know kind of one-to-one and also as a little community as well so get involved with us we'll be back with some more stuff over the coming days i've got to shoot off now because i've got some extra work i need to do and there's a meeting at two so i really <laughs> need to go so thank you for right tuning now. in it's literally right now yeah i'm gonna get a notification any second so thank you very much for tuning in we'll be back soon with some more stuff thank you very much bye-bye see you later <laughs> thank you
1: for listening to claret and blue and aston villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please let us know we love hearing your feedback We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.